Todd and Rob in the afternoon. Hey, afternoon delight. With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we're back from Podfest, back live in each respective studios. Rob, welcome back to the new media show. Yeah, it's great to get back home again, but it was also exciting to be down at Podfest again and being with a bunch of independent podcasters and uh, the, the whole community around uh, what Chris Kermitzos has built down there. I think uh, I think Podfest is on on its way back, you know, from the pandemic, which which I think is terrific news for the industry. Yeah, it is. And uh, I got you a little scratchy. Uh, you arrived seconds before we went live, so we didn't get to test. It might be on my end. So uh, if anyone that's listening, if it, let us know if Rob sounds scratchy. I hope, I hope not. I hope it's just one of my cables. But I might go move a pot here in a minute just to make sure. You know, the, haven't used the studio in two weeks, so of course you know, things are going to be weird. But here we are. We're... Uh, yeah, the the show was, you know, I, I just went down there, you know, to speak and hang out and it was pretty good. Yeah. I was, I liked what they did. So yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Why don't you give a, I'm going to go swipe the pots. Why don't you uh, give a little rendition of what PodFest was all about? Yeah, I can do that. Um, and then. Uh, when you get back, I want to talk about an email that we got from a, from a listener, uh, that had some ideas for us, but, uh, but yeah, PodFest, uh, had about, I don't know, I'm guessing between 14 and 1500 people, I think that attended the conference and, and, uh, it had a good, uh, good exhibition area. There was a good blend of, of, uh, I would say probably half of the folks that were there or either new to podcasting or were just looking to start a show. And then they obviously the other half are existing podcasters, ones that um, typically um, are doing some level of of downloads. It spans the whole spectrum. So we had um, Rob uh, 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 Sesternino on the panel down there, and actually I I'm in the middle right now, Todd, and that may have something to do with this. So I'm I just finished up uploading the um, the video from my camcorder. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think it was that. I think it was just something on this end. Every once in a while, that channel gets a little scratchy. Well, so. and I'm sure that the bandwidth coming out of there wasn't the best either. So, oh, well, so but ah, you sound good. The, the scratch was on my oh, end. My, yeah. my scratch right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, I was talking about the video from Podfest. I know. Oh, we yeah. We were trying to upload um, to the the download feed. Um, mm -hmm. for this podcast and and i guess you you didn't like the video that came out of Streamyard, so well um, you know the it was pretty i guess for a better word pretty cloudy because <laughs> it was but, yeah it was kind of fuzzy yeah so. and it's because we were we were pushing via MiFi, you right. know so <laughs> it, it wasn't the best but uh hey it just confirmed this is this is good news this is the first true test we are live and lit on purely the new version of PowerPress. It sent the bat signal out and did it well. <laughs> so I do want to, Hey, I do want to give a second and give a shout out to Andy Lehman for many, many months. We have been running on this show, on my site, a whole bunch of other podcasters that use PowerPress have been using his namespace plugin. And, 
we basically were going to have Andy do some code submission to us, but it just turned out because it was so complicated in the value for value and doing the the lit stuff in PowerPress that we opted to do it uh, in house. But uh, Andy, you know, had for months we've been we ran on his namespace plugin, and uh, I do want to thank Andy for you know for that work and essentially having us being able to do what we're doing here with podcasting 2.0 for literally months until we got our act together and got the plugin updated. So, uh, you know, big, 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 big shout out to him and the work that he did. And, uh, so I guess Andy, the challenge is now we're, you know, <laughs> we're going to put a new list together of stuff we're going to do for round two. And, uh, maybe you can go out there and really stretch and see, you know, help us make some of those decisions. But um, I know it's not uh, completely related to what's going on in the show, but I just definitely wanted to thank Andy for his uh, his code contribution. And the, and the well, not necessarily his code contribution because we did our own code, but the him running the the add-on plugin that was a Oh, there we go. Adjunct oh. to uh, <laughs> to uh, to PowerPress. So. Um, but anyway, there is a uh, a seventy seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven donation lit baby from Adam Curry. So thank you, Adam. And I found a trick out, Rob. Yes, I did. And the 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 guys from Fountain hinted at it. They said if you do a one percent split to Fountain or to your account on Fountain you will actually show up in their leaderboards over there when uh, when someone donates. So I did a 1% split to myself back to my personal node, not my Albi node. So now I got Helipad running again. So I can see stuff come in on, on Helipad. So yes, baby. I don't know how all this stuff works. I really don't care how it works. It just does. And yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty jazzed. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I'm pretty jazzed. Now, what we need to do is somehow arm wrestle Podbean into implementing some of this stuff on Podbean. Yeah. And and I don't give much hope out for another company he used to work for. I'm not sure that they're going to do anything, but we'll see. Well, they but, did put a... a I guess their lead um, program manager on the group. So I guess well, John, who was on there, but I, I don't know if there's been any contribution. He, he's he's point. in the PSP group that we're right. forming, but he's not in the Mastodon. He's not in oh, Podcast okay. Social. He's not hanging over there and participating. Yeah, not, Be, not yet engaging. Because right. that audience, John Spurlock, Adam, Dave Jones, Andy Lehman. I, I can just go through and name these whole bunch of people mm -hmm. that were invaluable in giving us feedback and telling us what we were doing wrong and, you know, and, you know, looking at things. And so this, you know, even though my Blueberry team did the code work, that that team over there of all these enthusiasts were... Mm -hmm 
we got to give credit where credit's due if we're getting me motivated. Number two, um, you know, because I was like, did the ping come through? And, you know, I think John finally got sick of me asking. He said, hey, by the way, there's a tool <laughs> that you can. And it's like, I mean, it's like something that no one, no uh, user should ever see. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, he and so you know I was able to test today to make sure that our you know things were coming through the correct way and uh, there's one small change I may have the team making power press yet but other than that I'm I'm a happy dude <laughs> <laughs> and you know and to be honest with you um we talked to the pro track I got to get in and talk to the pro track at podcast <laughs> There's another one. There's another yeah. One. Wow. It's popping. <laughs> Rob sounds a bit echoing. Ducks, uh, triple twos, uh, quad twos, four ducks in a row. The P.S. I will send you an email about my address for the stickers. Yes. I'm, I'm late for both Adam and uh, Martin. But here's the um, thing. When I went in to talk to the, well, first of all, let me back up. The morning of, Friday morning, I was able to get about 10 minutes to address during a keynote section where they had like five of us pop, 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 come through mm -hmm. um, to talk about value for value. And I basically had 22 slides in literally 10 minutes that I had to bust through to, to make right. people understand what this is all about. And I said of the, you know, of about the five, probably it was three, four to 500 were in the room. I said, how many hold up your hands that know about podcasting 2.0 and five, five raised their hands. So I five said, out of how many people in the room? Like five, four to 500. Oh, wow. So, you know, so now I fully focus that this year will be, I've, I picked my mission this year. My mission this year is because every year I pick a topic if I'm going to speak someplace. So this year it's going to be a hundred percent anywhere I go that I'm allowed to speak and given the opportunity to, I'm going to be talking about, podcasting 2.0, the value and being able, why we should be doing this and the benefit. Because what I tried to talk to the podcasters about was not the geek, not the nerd, the, the, the value, the, the, what we are, what this brings. See, just right here is, is two, two examples in a row, you know, Adam and Martin both hit the show and sent a donation, sent a comment. You don't get that obviously we're live, but this, those types of comments can come in when someone listens to a show on one of the new podcasting apps, new podcastapps.com when they're listening on demand. So, um, the main thing was, is, so we did this presentation in the morning. It went over well. Uh, you know, you, what can you say in 10 minutes, right? You, you have to talk quickly. Yeah. And then I got a full 45 minutes in with the, the advanced podcasting track where there was about 50 in there. And I had them raise their hand again. How many of you, and same five people <laughs> that had been in the keynote had heard about it. Matter of fact, there was a couple of folks in there that were early proponents that basically have been on the bandwagon long before I've been. So I went through basically 10 or so of these features. And what was interesting, one gal asked me, she said, do podcast hosts have to implement this? And I said, yeah, you have to. Well, no, she had, she had basically... I misinterpreted what she would, had asked me. And essentially what she was asking was she was building a podcast hosting platform herself. And I'm like, why would anyone today 
build a, a, a new podcast hosting platform. I, I don't understand. There's 25 of them available. Why go out and build something new? But, you know, that's what they're doing. And I said, yes, you have to go. And I talked about the GitHub and basically told them where you could go find information and all mm -hmm. of this. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe whatever this platform that she's building, and I think she's building a platform for underrepresented voices, those types of that community. Yeah. So I encourage, you know, good luck with the, with that, you know, putting a package together. And I said, yep, yep, you're going to need a coder to do uh, some of this. And, but anyway, the conversation was good with that audience, I want to thank Chris for at least giving me, you know, two opportunities to kind of talk about this in front of podcasters. And I basically told the content creators, I said, listen, if, if your host is not doing any of this and you need, you see value, right. you need to go over to your hosting provider and said, and I was kind of frank, I said, you need to ask them, why are you not participating? Why are you not involved? So yeah, I think that would help. Yeah, I think push this forward as if if contributions from the community came yep. in asking for this, and I I certainly hear it um, from certain certain sectors of the community, um, but it's it. I wouldn't say it's flooding in, but I would say that the activity that we're seeing and the example of this show is is a terrific example right. of the potential of this um, that it could transform you know what podcasting is to that relationship between the listening apps the listeners and the podcaster there's no question another row of ducks it was fun to watch your live streaming session from podfest the value for value for podcasters listeners guests and others of all in your podcast great week todd rob all the best again martin so again thank martin for that that boost so yeah. but you know i think and, and again it's i told the podcasters i said listen this this doesn't end with you asking for your podcast host to implement these features. Number right. two is now you need to educate your listeners. And by educating your listeners, then they will start asking the podcast apps, where are these features? Mm -hmm. And um, Podcast Addict just implemented Lit. So we're Lit. For those of you using Podcast Addict, we're Lit on Podcast Addict right now. So if you're a Podcast Addict user, need to start paying attention to what's going on in Podcast Addict because Podcast Addict, Fountain, uh, actually Fountain is not lit yet, Podverse, uh, I'd have to go to the list, but you can see all the apps that are doing, and matter of fact, Fountain, come on, come on, come on, let's get lit in there. Go over to newpodcastapps.com and you can actually look through the list and see who has implemented what. So anyway, again, I, I'm excited if you can't tell, but... I yep. think going back to the PodFest conversation, about 50-50, 50% podcasters, 50% tire kickers, I guess, or people yeah. that are thinking about it. New podcasters, right. I agree with you. That's what I said earlier when you were gone was, was about, I'd say about half the people there are either new or looking to start a show. I don't know how many. Yep. I mean, that almost never happens at Podcast Movement. And, and Chris, <laughs> by the way, Chris, right. brilliant move. This is what all podcast conferences need to do. You had exhibitors on one side, you had your keynote area on the other. There was great traffic for all the exhibitors. We chose not to exhibit because we got no traffic the year before. Right. If you do that again, I will come back because there was huge traffic. They had a reception in the exhibitor area. So all the exhibitors, at least appeared to me, got a significant amount of traffic. How was traffic at the Podbean booth. 
It was, yeah. I mean, I thought it was good too. Um, you know, I think having sessions, I mean, that's exactly where we did the new media show. Right. Right in the middle of the exhibition. Yeah. Right in, right in the area. Uh, right when the doors opened. <laughs> and the uh, noise went to decimal yeah, exactly. 800. It was the busiest time of the exhibition was when we were there. Yeah. Uh, trying to do our show live. So as you'll probably notice from the, from the video, and actually I just finished uploading cool. the, the high quality video that we can post to the video podcast feed to, to Todd. It just finished before the show. Um, so, so, and I think the video turned out terrific. It's really sharp and the, the audio seems to be okay. It's not like we're on SM seven B's or right, something, right, but, right. but it's certainly, um, good enough to understand. And the background noise wasn't, wasn't too bad. Um, so yeah, I we, thought it was terrific. I thought it was a great, it was really podcast movement really of old before the pandemic yeah. is what it felt like again. Um, I still think that we, we need to get more people aware of that conference. And mm -hmm. I know Chris Kermitsos, the organizer, um, wants to do little mini pod fests all around the country. He's, I think he's, and maybe like even global cities or something. Yeah. Right. May, and maybe, then, maybe even global. Yeah. Even take, take the event, um, to Asia or yep. it's some other spot around the world, um, to try and tap into that market because podcasting is becoming more and more increasingly a global medium. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it always has been, but I think that just the energy of podcasting outside of the United States is just on fast track. Um, and it's, it's really re exciting. So, so again, a great event, um, venue of course was beautiful. You could get mm -hmm. food, didn't starve. Um, well, there was lots of room uh, service free buffets. <laughs> well, I, I, I did not get access to the free buffets. You, 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 you did. did no, okay. I did not pay the extra for the buffets, but, yeah. um, well, I, the, none of them were free. I didn't, I well, didn't get being a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you got access but, to them. Yeah. But, uh, no, is, and if I'd really thought about it, I should have bought the, the lunch and learn package. Um, but I wasn't there Saturday, Saturday. I went to see my daughter, but how was Saturday's traffic? Was, was it good? Uh, you were talking about, uh, Sunday, the, no, Saturday. Cause oh, oh, Saturday. Oh, that's right. Cause you, you, you yeah, left, I left, I left Saturday, Saturday morning. Right, yeah. Right. Um, it was a little slow, but that's, that's to be expected on that more of a last day. I'm, I think a and then Sunday was the closing thing. How was that? Um, there was probably, you know, it had that, the, the whole gratitude right. um, session in the yeah. morning. It started at like nine and went to like 1130. And then after, after the gratitude session was another huge breakfast brunch buffet <laughs> that, that Chris put on, which was, you know, here's, I barely had to buy any food there when it, I was there because there's just so much. Well, but, here's, here's what happened. I think Chris had a much bigger food and beverage uh, commitment. I think he, well, I think he had to have so much food and beverage this time around. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big reason for that is that the, that particular hotel didn't have a lot of restaurants in it. So I never had a problem getting food there though. No, that's true. So they, they had two, two venues that you could get food at, but they just didn't have a very extensive menu. And then one was a, was a regular restaurant, but it just didn't yeah. have the scope. I know I, I went to a couple of dinners the first couple of days and and had to go like a you know fifteen minutes away right. to, to actually. They get did to have a few restaurants. But. They and they did have room service. That's the first hotel I've been oh, in that did. I got room service. I uh, not room service, but 
house cleaning every day. Oh yeah. They, yeah. You know, every place I've been going to is no house cleaning. You know, we'll, we'll give you, we'll give you fresh towels and stuff like every third day or something. <laughs> so, yeah, they also asked me that question too. I said, do you want room service? So now it's almost like the hotel, like ask people if they right. want to have room service. Right. Um, if I'm, so. if I'm paying the type of money we are paying there, I want my room cleaned every day. Right. And I'll leave the and I'll leave the maid five bucks and each day and yeah, I like we talked about it. It certainly wasn't an inexpensive restaurant. No, um, I mean place to stay. I no, mean, not at all. Kind of it was a, what two hundred plus dollars a night. So. Yeah, but we had uh, a good event uh, with our live. Uh, yeah. we, we believe me, we were. I was panicking at the very last minute because. I hadn't used StreamYard for a while, so I was using StreamYard. And what what I did was I really was scared to begin with because there was no mixer there. There was just a wireless mic with an input to the – and finally they brought a mixer in. And then they had to add more – they had to bring in two more channels, three more channels because we didn't want everybody having to pass the mic every three minutes. And they only had to pass with one microphone for four people on stage. Right. And then, so finally I got in there about 15 minutes before and I used a, um, just a wireless transmitter to go from the mixer headphone out into Rob's camera. And then I picked up the HDMI signal coming back into, uh, through, uh, he had a USB capture for HDMI and, uh, basically we were able to get up on StreamYard and, Man, I tell you, I was, I think at one moment I said, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> yeah, you did. You were like, I'm trying to figure this out. Don't we're talk to me. To right. yeah. I had to kill the broadcast, recreate it. And that's what I get for not using SoundStream for a while. And because they change, you know, if you don't use it, then they make updates. And you're like, what did they change? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we finally were up and good. And I was like, okay, got the lit signal out, you know, and you're just like, Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, the certainly the live video that's currently available on Facebook and yeah, it's, you, you, YouTube has about <laughs> I think about seven minutes of of kind of uh, chop, chop. preamble, right? <laughs> yes, right. Of, and then horrible sound and stuff like that. So on yeah. the, the version of the video that I, I, so I sent I'll, you, Todd, I'll replace all those videos. I've, I've trimmed it. I've trimmed the ends out. So, okay. Well, that's good. So, and I added a slide that showed the, All right. the session and who's in the session. Well, w- stuff, welcome so. to my world when it comes to video. Right. <laughs> right. So the the video podcast version of it will be the best um, oh, okay. visual consumption. Of All right. This. All right. So anyway, I'll get that because there's an audio version in the feed right now. So I'll get get that updated and anyway well anyway it's cool so you know one thing i announced i didn't announce i saw the other day and i i'll be honest with you the old curmudgeon in me came out i'm gonna be very frank i saw the ambies and they're announced who their their nominees were oh yeah commercial 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 show commercial show commercial show and then a whole bunch of audible shows that are really not podcast. So I made a comment in the in the in the group in the Slack channel. I said, "Hey, uh, Audible's not a technically not a podcast. It's a you know it's audio content you can get on Audible." And I'm just being the old curmudgeon, kind of sticking a fork, you know. I, you know, I know it didn't. People were probably like, "What are you talking about?" Have no idea. But a bunch of Audible shows got nominated. I, I really wish. 
that they're and they made a lot of the shows look like they were. I, I'd like to know the breakdown. Podcasts, right. I'd like to know they the actually, breakdown. Well, they actually call them podcasts, even though they're behind a paywall. Right. But so. if I look through that entire nomination list, I would like to know which ones come from studios and which one are solo podcasters. Right. Because right. I, there's by such and such. And I don't know if they're a studio, but they put a by name by everyone. And I was like, okay. Um, is this trying to play, um, smoke and mirrors because you can see Gimlet, you can see Audible, you can see certain, certain studios, but then other stuff are by a certain name. I'd really like to know what the mix between commercial and indie and to be honest with you. You know, well, we, I think it's blurry actually is the only <laughs> real answer to that right now, because I, what is commercial versus what is, what is indie is a little fuzzy. Well, I, I think if you are primarily doing a podcast with one or two people, you, you are indie. Yeah. If you have probably it, if it's on audible and it's behind the paywall, it, it's fairly safe to say that it's probably a commercially. Produced and if it's program. a gimlet, if it's a wondery, right. if it's, if it's, those are commercial shows. So I'd like to see what that ratio was. Um, I don't think they'll ever put it out. Maybe someone can go and do the analysis and and get the, get the ratio, but you know, I'm just like at, at $250 to register. And I'm, I'm, you know, we opened podcast awards registration today and at 50 bucks, I I guess I'm a deal. (laughs) The deal of the century, you know, and, um, so it's no wonder I can't afford to do a live event if I'm charging fifty dollars a registration. Um, yeah, I think Todd, the the thing to think about with this topic is is that I think that there is a difference in the podcast community, and we've seen a, um, a like we've said many times on the show, there's a professionalization that's happened in the medium around it. Um, it com- you know, I hate to say, but kind of a completely different um, segment of the podcasting community. It's really kind of a to some degree, kind of a fractured community. So you have, you know, these big, um, these shows that are produced by larger companies, ones that are considered kind of media companies Mm -hmm. that are producing these programs. Um, and I think that the ideology of what's happening right now is, is that the definition of what a podcast is, um, in their minds has expanded, right? So it's not a hundred percent, um, a podcast is off of an RSS feed, though it may right. be distributed as an RSS feed, but it may also be on YouTube. It may be on a, you know, a version of it or something like that will be behind a paywall. And there's like windowing of content and all sorts of things that are more traditionally seen in the, the major media kind of, kind of perception, um, are coming into podcasting. And, and I guess at the end of the day, you know, you've always said that, you know, we don't really care how someone listens. Yeah. Um, if it's produced um, like a podcast, the listener is going to perceive well, it as a podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I guess I just keep my old curmudgeon and hat on. No, but, I, you know, believe me, I get what you're saying. But, um, but you I, know, if, if I've taken that, that, that position before it, with group it, meetings and I get people, you know, kind of rolling their eyes going, you know, here's this old school guy that's <laughs> saying a podcast has to have an RSS feed to be a podcast. And I, you know, yeah. it's, so it's here's, a tough conversation. Here's my concern about the podcast Academy. 
they they probably brought in a quarter million dollars in registration fees for that awards. What well, what are, I'm just to be transparent, I'm the treasurer of the Podcast Academy and the Anbies. So. Is do they publish what those numbers are publicly? I don't believe so. I think it's only disclosed to the board. But, oh, um, all right. I'm going. Would, I'm going actually, to guess. I just put it. Okay. I just got off the, the okay. board meeting. Okay. Um. So yeah, and so, I presented all the numbers and stuff to okay. the group. I, I don't have any inside information. I'm just going to guess. You know. So, but the question really is, what has the Podcast Academy done for podcasters besides the awards? To me, they have the they have the they have the the mentorship thing, but and they have you know they have some educational programs that they, they do do throughout the year, um, and they do have a as part of the part of the membership, you can log into the website and you, you can get access to all of the members and be able to directly reach out to them and they're identified and their contact information is in there. So it is a little bit of a networking opportunity for especially kind of more new people in the industry yeah. and also existing people in the industry to connect with others. Well, I I'm just concerned that they are, have become nothing but an award show to a certain extent. Well, I think that's what they, they founded the, the organization as its primary mission. Uh, right? Really? To build. Yeah. I, I would say, I mean, I'm, I've been, I was the founding chairperson of the organization and I did push for more, um, over there early on and got, you know, got basically the board said, no, we don't, what we want to do is focus on this, build the, the awards into something significant and, you know, who knows what the future looks you like. Know, I mean, I think that there's still an opportunity potentially to, to have that organization do more than it is. I, I write, right. I, and two or three, four of my team members write a check every year to be members and, you know, I'm just, I'm just questioning. So yeah, I understand the concern and I do know that there's been quite a bit of inquiries l lately about the organization being a little bit too U.S. centric as well. Oh. So, so there's, there's a recognition and we, we actually voted on it on the board um, today to, to expand um, our, our footprint. Um, beyond just the U.S. Because I think what we were trying to do is walk before we run to some degree from a budget perspective, organizational development, and then um, and then expanded up other areas. And I would love it if the organization, because it is starting to be an organization that um, could support potentially um, other other missions for for the organization to to be a part of, right? Um, I think the organization is is getting established. The budget is looking pretty pretty solid given the economic conditions, um, and so I would love it to take more of a more of a leadership role. And I know we've talked about this, and especially in relation to um, the podcasting 2.0, you know, initiatives. And, and well, we've also, got our own group that's trying right. to get off the ground. But there's there may be advantages to to having these, um, these organizations work together closer. Um, so anyway, I mean, I think as we look to, to the future, I do think that the, there is a need, uh, for more of a technical standards group to be a part of the, the podcast Academy. Um, so, so yeah. And to be fair, I talked to Rob 
about a few other things that's been on my mind at Podfest, and we're not uh, going to. Uh, uh, me talk about me? Or yeah, yeah. Else? I mean, I talked okay. to both you and the other Rob about and, some things that I've been thinking right. about, and we both had a conversation, and we're not ready. Where there's nothing, not, there's nothing being formed. Let's just put it that way. But just a conversation, and I just, I just think that. Uh, We've wanted something for a very, very long time. Okay, yeah. We, I we, think I know what you're talking we, about here. We, so, we've, yeah. wa we've wanted some sort of organization right. that would do more for content creators. Yeah. And, and I, I just, I, I'm at a point, damn, I don't have the time cycles for it, but I'm just like, who, 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 wanna who say, you know, no, we, we, we can't, yet, we can't or? yet. We can't. Okay. All right. So and I'm just, you know, what do you guys think? D does it even matter? Because I'll just going to be a bunch of meetings, right? Y you look at the reason the Podcast 2.0 stuff has been successful. There's no meetings. There's just people putting ideas in. They discussed a little bit during a weekly podcast, and the internal team kind of does a little chit-chat. People provide back and forth, and it's an it's ongoing open. There's no meetings. And look, they've gotten a hell of a lot done in advancing the space. Though, so, though I think the concept of meetings, Todd, may not be applicable to this. I think it's more about evangelizing it. Yeah. Having, having webinars or having instructional things or having demos or having those kind of things might be more beneficial uh, to the podcast community to help educate the community more about what podcasting 2.0 was really trying to accomplish and trying to build, you know, and that group, allegiances there. Right? That group is, you know, being worked on. And I think we're real close to having the membership stuff uh, locked down. And in fact, I talked to the Buzzsprout guys um, at PodFest and we, we conversated about what that membership document in which I basically am draft six or something like now, what it should be and if it's ready and, and then maybe we need to move uh, with that piece too. So, you know, there's, I think there's just a lot of hunger in the space for ongoing, ongoing support, ongoing education. And I know Chris and them folks do a great job at PodFest and bringing people in to talk, but people have to travel to that or they have to buy a virtual ticket or maybe they go to podcast movement and get the same, maybe they get fed there. But I don't know. I just, uh, I'd like to have a little more cohesiveness when it comes to podcasters and being able to help podcasters advance. So yeah, and I've, I've tried to talk to uh, other more existing, you know, existing organizations, which, other ones, which don't want to do anything, What which are, have been a little hesitant to take that kind of a position in the space. In, in, you know, what, I mean, it's spanned from large, really big organizations like the national association of broadcasters to podcast movement to, um, the podcast Academy, there really isn't anybody else and, that I can think of that would, that would be, have the scale or the reach or the experience to actually take it on unless we create a new organization. And, and there's been two or three attempts at it that have never gotten off the ground. Right. And I often say the, the detriment of many of these types of organizations is agendas. Everyone comes in, they got a, an agenda. You know, well, it depends and, on 
on what the agenda is, you know, like with the podcast community, the agenda was is that the primary purpose of the organization was to do X, right? Right. Um, not X and Y. So, so once X is done, then Y is more possible, but it, it also depends on the philosophy of the organization and whether there is real alignment. I don't think there's a huge alignment with like somebody like the national association of broadcasters because they're broadcasters and we're podcasters. So it's, it's a little and, bit of a conflict. And some of the positions some companies have taken on some stuff has made, you know, I just, we have to, I don't know, maybe I'm just shooting in the wind here and there is no, no way that there is going, ever going to be a, an actual trade organization that is going to. Well, Todd, I think, I, I think there can be, we just need to just start one. <sighs> just like what happened with the podcast, uh, the podcast Academy. Yeah, you know, I know. A group I know. Of people got together and formed a nonprofit and, Made it happen. Um, I know it's a big undertaking, but I think there are some elements that can be pulled together here um, to to make it, you know, that didn't exist Mm -hmm. a few years back when we were originally talking about this. You know, just bringing the, you know, like I'm thinking of two things together right right now might might be enough to maybe kickstart this uh, and get it off the ground potentially. So timing might be good right now for doing that. And we're hinting at some stuff, but we can't talk about it yet. <laughs> I know. Can we really? I don't. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's not it's yet. Right just, the, just wait. Just right, wait. I think it, I think probably in a couple of weeks, we couple can weeks. share some more, more, more details on what we're talking about here to some degree, kind of yeah. more in a bundle, right? To yeah. say, let's, let's take this and that put it together and then form an organization to support that um, and then build community around that. Um, it doesn't have to be part of the podcast Academy. It doesn't have to be part of podcast movement. It doesn't have to be part of any other trade um, or convention organization. Right. Um, but maybe, maybe it does turn into a convention tr- trade organization. So, Ooh. I do know of a, of a large party that is interested in starting something new on that front. So, so we're talking, we're really like teasing people here. We have to be, it's going to be speculation. Well, well, (laughs) let's be a little bit transparent here. I think the, the, the idea is we don't want to talk about stuff that is still kind of maybe bubbling about what options exist, um, more in real time. I mean, more in current time. Yep. versus us thinking about these topics um, more long-term, right? Martin says again, 1,776 stats. He says, thanks for the email about the podcasting project. Looking forward to hear more about it. Was it a Slack channel? No, it was. it's being, where are we doing PSP? It's over at, and what it is, it's a podcast standards project, or is that what we calling it? Yeah. Po- podcast standards project, it's right. It's a podcast right. standards project, and it's on, uh, which platform? I can't remember. Um, we're organizing. Yeah, yeah, so the guys from uh, Transistor put it together. I think. Yeah, or was it with another organization? Now I, th- I thought they maybe moved it. Um, so yeah. there's a website that they're putting up and some other stuff. But we've got logos. We've got membership about no, this is something separate from what Rob and I are talking about. So um, yeah, TBD on the secret conversation we're having. <laughs> <laughs> so safe to say there's things that are bubbling right now right. that may coalesce into something that Potential. is uh, significant to get started with, not just, you know, kind of like and just one, beginning. Right? One, two, three, four sats from Mike Dell. Hi, from the vet's office. 
So thanks, Mike, for that. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, I guess we get to a point where sometimes it's just we talk too much and then we have to do something. And uh, I think we're fast approaching to the point where the talking is over and we're going to have to do something. And uh, hell, be, hell be damned, um, we're, no one is going to be ultimately happy with everything. And it says, step one, use a host that supports 2.0 features. Step two, tell your listeners to use a modern podcast app from newpodcastapps.com. There is no step three. That is all. <laughs> well, if you go to newpodcastapp.com, what you'll see there is a list of more than just podcast apps. Um, you'll see platforms that are right. supporting tags and it'll list what tags it's not called tags it's called features 33 33,003 okay 33,366 sats from adam curry he's uh now officially the big baller for this show you know when someone does over a hundred thousand sats i should have a mr adam curry yeah i should have a you know big baller you know his he plays that on the <laughs> that's what it is a big baller he's come in here with a, over a hundred thousand sats on this show so so I, I guess we'll see what happens but i think the the podcast standards project is based and what it really is is a coalition of app developers podcast host enthusiasts um, that all are basically kind of organizing and what the ultimate goal is is i think ultimately we will say as an organization, we will support this X number of features, tags within a certain amount of time and then advocate publicly for their adoption and uh, stop, be able to talk as a group, as a coalition, while, the, while Dave and uh, Adam and John and all the other folks that you know, are doing cool stuff over at, uh, you know, the at podcast index and with the GitHub and all the other stuff, they're just, at least we can come together as a coalition of companies and groups and say, this is why we want to do what we're doing is why we want to advance. And this is why you get need to get on the bond uh, bandwagon And for, to be kind of honest, kind of pressure companies that are not playing Saying peer pressure, saying play, you, right? you, yeah. you're behind on the eight ball now. Let's let's go. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think overall, some of this is a. You know, I, I hate to. I agree with some meetings are time suck, and I hate meetings <laughs> just as much as anybody else. Yeah. Oh, your coalition sounds like communism. LFG already. <laughs> 117,711 sat donation. That's that's a statement. Your coalition sounds like communism. All right, comrade. <laughs> oh, you know, and really what it is, we're just trying, we're all big fans of Podcasting 2.0. So whether we get anything done or not, I don't know. Probably have lots of meetings and, you know, one press release or something. You know, that's... It's been how many months since podcast movement? So, you know, we're still not done with membership requirements. So that tells you how fast it's moving. <laughs> yeah, I know that it's starting to heat up since um, PodFest ended. Uh, I'm starting to hear more discussion about, you know, who's going to 
uh, podcast movement evolutions, uh-huh. right? And <laughs> is there any blowback <laughs> or consequences for for what happened? Oh, well, I'm and, not speaking at podcast know, movement evolutions, and and it doesn't appear that we're doing this. Show well, there at the actually, event. I corrected. I was asked to be on a panel. I know you are on a panel. I've there, been asked. I was, and I did it because the person, the gal that asked me, I I respect her greatly. So sure. Um. Yeah, so, and we're going to be talking about that yeah. ugly topic, programmatic advertising. That is, that is where companies are going to be spending a lot more money on podcasting, according to Omni. Well, but I also saw <laughs> in Pod News a a mention that somehow that the marketers may be pulling back from programmatic. I don't know if you saw that in Pod News. Well, it was the last okay. couple of days that I, the advertisers may be pulling back from programmatic. I don't. I don't see that. I see, and I've said this publicly. We're seeing more spend. We're seeing rising CPMs. Yeah, right. It's, they're not pulling back. Because they're pulling back on host reds and they're putting their money in programmatic is what's happening. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I thought. <laughs> that's was what's going happen. on. I mean, if you think about you know the economy to going down, the best place you want to put your money is in the the lower CPMs, right? Right. right. So, and actually, so we've seen the CPMs going sense. up. And there's yeah, a because, there's, because there's more people looking to do campaigns and in it, right? There's um, a weird thing that happens in programmatic and I was like a little bit freaked well, it's out. Based. It's well, not, it's also the yeah. longer you're in, the more you get paid. It's like you start out this level, then month two, month three, month four, month five, the, 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 the CPMs go up and mm-hmm. why isn't it just up to begin with? But I think what it is, I think the computer, because it is a computer, I think they learn about your publishing schedule and everything else and I don't know. I don't know what all goes into it. It's, it's bizarre, to be frank. And it, it, our partner manages all of it. I just look at the report that comes in and go, huh. So, you know, we're writing, we're, we're, we're doing well. Pod, we have a lot of podcasters are getting paid. So we're pretty pleased. But it's still not the CPM levels that I want. We're not at 15. Yeah, so no. the article that I, I just referenced that was in pod news about uh, programmatic stuff, I, I guess it actually says that the the research that ACAST did. Oh, maybe um, it was ACAST. Yeah, right. It shows that two-thirds <laughs> of the advertisers expect to spend more money on podcast oh, advertising okay. this year. So Yeah, they pulled their advertisers right. to put out a press release to be able to. Right. Right. Of course, they're Self, saying self-serving the, PR. The programmatic advertising uh, will triple in its um, ad spend by 2027. So that's a few years out. Though. Whoever knows? <laughs> I know. You know, anyone's making predictions like that. <laughs> I know. That's a long way in the future. Who knows what? Do podcasting like. 2.0? This show today will earn more money from from sat donations than. We would earn if we were, matter of fact, we are, we're running pre-roll on this show. We will uh, make, yeah. we will make more money today from doing, getting boost on this show than we will from the ad that will run as a pre-roll on this show. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Right. right. We might make, let me see here, how much will we make? We might make, if we're lucky on the pre-roll, we might make about a hundred bucks on the pre-roll on this show. If we're, if, if, if we get a hundred percent fill, if we get 80%, it'll be $80 or something like that. So I thought that the tech shows were 
we're starting to do better on the ad campaign well, stuff. Well, it's CPM wise again. It's it's six and up, and uh, you know I'm not seeing anything much higher than twelve or thirteen. I guess, uh, yeah, I guess. Is this show considered to be a tech show? I'm not I sure don't know. It is anymore. I know. You know, if, if I see 11 in it's there. It's a sociology I, show. Yeah, if I, if I see 11 in there, I'm pretty <laughs> ecstatic. But again, it varies by the minute, hour, time of day, all that stuff, you know. So it's it runs the gamut. Hey, Joe, thanks for checking in and saying hi. We, we've been, has your ears been burning? Oh, actually, not Joe. Uh, I was thinking of somebody else. Joe Pardo just said hey. And, <laughs> uh, might as well have been Joe. Yeah, might as well have been Joe, but it's not Joe. Sorry about that. Talking, we've been talking so about Chris. The news from my my former um, work colleagues uh, launching their integration with YouTube metrics. Did you see yeah, that? What, so, is, what is that? Well, that means that uh, YouTube is sending an API back to Lipson and reporting um, plays. The, the five plays they got on a video someone put up there? The six? <laughs> the 10? 15? Right. Now, Okay. I mean, I mean, I mean let, let's be fair about it. I mean, some shows do very well. On, okay, they get they on, get forty on YouTube, forty or fifty. No, I mean, I mean, some. Of the, I know a show that does podcasts and YouTube that's getting probably thirty, forty thousand. Okay, Rob, that's on, that is that, on YouTube in addition to their podcast. That is a one percenter. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a, there's a huge number of shows. Doing the majority that. people that are right. pushing their stuff on YouTube. Are getting five, ten, fifteen, forty views if they're lucky. That's because okay. They so this and they they, they said those this. they said those YouTube plays were IEB compliant. I want to see that data and how they are able to get that information. Well, if the data but, is somehow captured from YouTube and then it's run through the IEB filters at okay, Wilson, great. Then it could be so they're getting raw log down. files from YouTube. But I, th it's a yeah exactly. It's a. It's a very good question. Who, they didn't really all right, YouTube, clearly explain that. YouTube, why don't you, whoever did that deal at YouTube, reach out. I'd love to talk to you uh, on how that integration worked. Did this deal. So it's just, oh. um, it's just a matter of finding out from them. Uh, and if that deal is available to other platforms too. Well, but knowing Libsyn, they made some exclusive deal where they get to do it for six months before anybody else. Well, that's, that's, that's how they, possible, that's how that, they do their thing. But, hey, but I, 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 I get uh, little. YouTube also, you know, is a big player too. So. You know, it, okay. I, I'm just, I, I chuckle. It's a headline. I mean, it says IAB compliant data into the Advertise Cast platform. Mm, okay. It says Lipson has also made improvements to the workflow for publishing okay. podcasts to YouTube too. Then, so then I look, the I look well. forward to, I, to IB recertifying them with this data. My question for is actually going into YouTube are the podcasts, um, ad free. Doesn't say that in here. Yeah. So again, I'm, you know, and, and by the way, Adam LFG, we did exactly that. Blueberry did exactly that. We LFG'd. <laughs> I ain't waiting for some coalition. Yeah. So um, I I don't know. I'm it's it, it's a cute headline. Well, it's the first one in the industry that I've seen that has data but, going back. Um, 
But for 99% of shows, it don't mean nothing. Yeah, but Todd, the research is showing that the okay. number one place people are finding <sighs> podcasts okay. is, or, 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 or the number two place people are finding podcasts is YouTube. Right? They may be finding them, but they sure not showing up in plays on the average podcaster. A small percentage of shows are getting YouTube views. 99% of shows that are on YouTube that are podcasts don't get hardly anything. So please, you know, okay. Yep. There's a percentage. Yep. There's the outliers. There's a hundred or 200 shows on YouTube that get greats of views. What about the other 400,000 active shows? They get nothing. So, well, Todd, it's th- this is perception versus reality. Um, okay, I, I talked. Of, I talked. A lot of the shows that are big on YouTube um, are not podcasts so, from the definition that we have. So we're going to use. They don't have we're going to have to have that. Your, like a podcast. We're going to have to have that. Your baby's ugly conversation. Right. Yeah. But it's this expanded perception of what perception. a podcast is. You know. Right. It's the it's the perception of the listener and the consumer side of this. Right. They, if it looks like a podcast, if it smells like a duck, walks like a duck, it's a duck, right. you it know, must be a podcast, but the half the time, if they're watching it on YouTube, they, they don't even go look to see if it has an RSS. Well, one thing is for sure. Libsyn is definitely all in on the perception that well, stuff on YouTube is a podcast. So well, more and more, whatever. The podcast <laughs> advertising um, agencies, the ones that are representing shows are have been for the last six months they've been bundling in youtube numbers into the pitches to advertisers for host reads so these these platforms from a listener perspective have been merged for quite a while so for those that are successful the one percent that is a one-tenth of one percent that are successful great well and it I mean, it, I mean, it may not be meaningful numbers coming out of YouTube, but there's a recognition that um, audience is audience. Wh- well, wh- whether it comes from a download an Apple podcast or a play on YouTube, there's somebody watching and listening to that ad. So, so 99% of the show can add 15 views to their listens. Yeah. Right. So I'm sorry. That's, I'm sure there's some people out there cringing. But right. until, until, until the, the Apple podcast top 200 have same equivalent top 200 on YouTube for, there, there's, there's shows on hey, forget it. I, I'm just, well, well, Todd, think kind of long-term about this. If, if YouTube keeps pushing in this direction, Maybe they eventually add just the audio shows. Why would they, who wants, they, who wants they to create go create a YouTube podcast area like they did with YouTube okay. music? Yeah, I'm sure right? they're going to do that. Have you listened to, have you listened to a pod? I don't listen to podcasts on YouTube. I watch YouTube videos on YouTube. I listen to podcasts, uh, listen to podcasts in fountain. I listen to it. I don't cross streams. I know I'm, Oh, and it, well, some people just go to Spotify, which may not be around in another year. You know, they, <laughs> well, I mean, if they keep losing I mean, money the way they're losing money to draw even more of a contrast to what you're saying is think about Spotify in the context of YouTube. Uh, Spotify decided to drop the 
the brand, I don't know if that's been officially announced, but that's certainly the perception. Yeah, they announced that they're going to drop Anchor. They're going to drop the Anchor brand. They're going to roll it into production tools on Spotify. Good luck with that. It's it's going to be called Spotify um, Creator Studio. Right, right. Just coincidentally, isn't that the same (laughs) name of YouTube's Creator Studio? Right, right, right. So – and and supposedly Spotify supports video now, right? So you can upload video directly to to, to YouTube. Don't get don't me don't get me is. wrong. We're on right. YouTube. We're on Twitch. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We don't care where people listen or watch, long as they lo- listen or watch. But I am. You look at my YouTube numbers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to add that to some deck. You know it. Right. I'm well, not it depends a, on it if it's significant or not. If it's well, if, if you're, you're probably not going to no, but it, it, right? that's right. But you know, it's like, oh my god, I get my YouTube numbers in my podcast stats. Well, great. You, you know, it, again, it only it, it's a it's a headline, and okay, it's a talking point. We we provide this for you, blah blah blah, and podcasters are going to go, oh, wow, and it's a new shiny little dangling hook. And what does it get them? It doesn't get them audience engagement. It doesn't get them to keep people in a podcasting app listening to their show using what is forthcoming in cross-app comments where you can you can comment with other people on the same app. It drives your audience to another platform. Why would you do that? Well, that's always that, been the question. That right? can, that can delist you, take you off, shadow ban you, or if the government gets upset, they'll send a message over and have you delisted off these platforms. Yeah, I just think that um, YouTube and Spotify are going to be competing with each other. Oh, great. Great. I mean, I think Fantastic. That that's, that's what's happened. You, YouTube is approaching the market from a video first. Spotify is approaching it from an audio first. You know, but, sp- they're, but they're both on the same Spotify compete with each other. CEO is going to be lucky if he has a job in three months. And they have they have lost, and they're burning money so badly. The free money's gone. If they go out and try to get some more money to prop things up to pay payroll, they're not going to get it because companies have to show profitability. Mark my words, Spotify is going to increase the price of their their service by thirty five to forty percent within the next ninety days. They have to. Because they're just they're just losing money. How do you how do you run a if I if I lost the type of money that Spotify lost, I, I I'd be on the unemployment line. My company would not exist. Yeah, but that's yeah. podcasters I mean, podcasters need to understand that and you and I you understand this completely. The openness of podcasting is that we are able to be listened to any wherever and wherever wherever and whenever most of the places that you can consume podcasts. Now, most podcasts are at, but you have a whole segment of shows there on Spotify that only can be listened on Spotify. And guess what? It don't matter. It don't matter. 10,000 sats increasing the price won't help from anonymous. (laughs) Someone agrees with me. It's increasingly becoming a, a game of exclusives is what oh, I'm, good luck. I'm seeing happen, at least from the big company's perspective. Good right? luck with that. Right. 
is it going to overcome the momentum of open and free never, distribution? Never. Is the never that's that that's the question that we've seen um, not get traction for a long time. The so, exclusives are done because they don't have no more money. Well, that and and you can't grow a big audience going exclusive somewhere. I think we've. It, it, we definitely moved beyond they, this concept of exclusives as the strategy. They they had two deals, right? That I don't know how much money they spent. Michelle and Barack Obama, President Obama signed a deal with Spotify. Didn't Harry, they do like three episodes or something. Harry like and Megan signed a deal. How many? Right. They? I'm sure there was. I bet you they laughed all the way to the bank. Failure. Right. Failure, failure. Those shows should have been on the open market. They should have been available open. They probably have done very, very well. If and but problem is they were being controlled by and produced by Spotify, which blew it. At least I'm a, the assumption is. But it just right. it just goes to show you that because you are world famous doesn't mean you're going to attract people to listen to your show. You have to be entertaining. Yeah, there's been plenty of celebrity shows that have completely failed. 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 Right. So. Just because you have celebrity doesn't mean you're going to be successful. Not at all. And, you know, all these articles about podcasting is in a dip. Well, let's, you know, throw out the anchor. You know, just throw, throw those numbers. <laughs> well, just Spotify's to, throwing out the anchor. Just throw, um, throw the, right. th throw that trash out. That's the test test. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Test one, two, three. The three point. I just, I just what wonder, Todd, is are we going to see Spotify add a uh, a paid tier at some point? They already have a paid tier. No, for hosting of a podcast. If they do, <laughs> why would anyone? Well, maybe, maybe. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. I mean, if they're burning <laughs> money, they got to start generating revenue somewhere. Yeah. And hey, right, hey, they hey. can. They can still have a free model, but maybe they have a premium tier. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're not going to like this, Rob. 25,000 sats from Dave Jones. Loving Rob bot voice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds that bad. Is that what you're saying? Oh, I don't know. I think he's teasing you. But, you know, I'm just, I'm being a realist in this. I'm trying to be a realist. I'm trying to be an independent podcaster. I want podcasters that are listening to this show to understand headlines are done for agendas, marketing and sales agenda. Why did I announce a podcasting 2.0 press release, marketing and sales? Why did I do a press release and blog force of quick links? All about marketing and sales. It's all an agenda to try to get customers, right? It's, oh, I think you froze. Or are you looking at your phone? Oh, I, I, it looked like you just completely froze. Oh, I did actually. <laughs> look at my phone because I, I was going to read this email that we got from a listener. So. Oh, oh, go ahead. Well, so you got, oh, you I, got this email. Oh, I haven't, I haven't read it. When did it come in? Uh, looks like it was, um, I don't know, uh, yesterday. I, I am like 1,200 emails behind in my personal inbox. So what, what was well, the email? Well, this this particular email was a was a listener who was listening to to the show. Yeah, and he's also an audio engineer. Okay, so so he has some uh, some mild thoughts for us on how we can I I guess improve. Oh, 
doesn't like our audio quality? Yeah, that's the bottom. For the live or if they're produced? Uh, I think he's he's thinking that for some reason my um, my audio quality, which is seems rather ti- timed well for this conversation <laughs> right now, as I sound like a robot, um, is I guess. I mean, I don't hear myself sounding like a robot on my end. So there, right. there's something happening between here and there that's that's causing you, this to, to I'm, happen. I but, think I'm always a little bit louder than you. And, and no matter what I do, I can never get them matched. But and, we've gone through stretches of time when I've been like half your volume, though. So right, it right, goes right. the whole spectrum. That's so true. It, 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 it was just, but, um, but in production, in the release version, you're not. You're even Steven. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Adam waves at Dave Jones, 21,112 sats. You guys keep waving back and forth. Keep throwing sats. So, so this, this fellow that, that wrote us, his name is James, um, uh, Mountford is his name. Uh-huh. And, um, and he says, it sounds like Rob is being recorded through zoom. No, nope. the audio loss, uh, clarity due to the internet bandwidth uh, restrictions is what, what he's saying. It says a a, a loss, the full glory of the SM seven B cannot be heard. This could uh, be amended if Rob were to record himself locally and the two tracks were sent to an editor like James, (laughs) I might add, um, to mix with the video. James, when the show completes, it's done. It's done. And we don't, we use Skype. And we use, use know, Skype. We've tried which using is probably a, better, a a worse scenario. And we we've, we've tried using Zoom before. We've done both Skype and Zoom, and we could use potentially Riverside to do this. But I'm also right. got to understand. I have a thousand dollar amplifier in front of this microphone. I have an audio stack that's old school. I've got a compressor. I have equalizer. I have a big bottom. So my my sound is really, really dynamic because of that audio chain. Right. Rob's yeah, going, he, and you're going through a roadcaster. Yeah, yeah, I'm going through a roadcaster, but I have very similar software running on mine too because this this roadcaster has a compressor in it and audio filtering and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So um, D- Dave says really great how you guys put a Rob voice on chat GBT 10,101 <laughs> sets. <laughs> Why yeah. they're, we're getting, you're yeah, getting, this isn't really me. So you're talking to an AI here, Todd. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, this, this is this. See, this is entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm actually in, in Hawaii now. Oh, you so, are. Okay. Yes. I, I am, I'm on the beach uh, sipping a Mai Tai. So, but yeah. you know, I found a cool device at a uh, podcast movement that maybe you need one up, but it, you wouldn't be able to use the, the, the uh, roadcaster anymore. That would be a challenge. I, I found a very, very cool device. Matter of fact, I was recording it's voiceover work or it can be an interface to uh, um, it's not, uh, available yet it's a company called audio sigma it's not retail i got device number nine um oh so you got i i bought device? one yeah oh so i primarily bought it for because i have the roadcaster here i primarily bought it for the office so that i could do screen recordings and have good sound it's got incredible uh low end um 
it's got a low noise floor and it it adjusts by each mic on the uh looks at the resistance and it it's it's pretty impressive it's not it's not like oh my god crazy crazy but it's really really nice matter of fact uh connected the guy with adam and maybe adam will get a test unit and he'll tell me how much if i'm full of crap or not if it's good or that or if i think i think it's good but voiceover folks were clamoring over this thing so There'll be some videos up on Facebook and stuff that I've used it on here directly. And I did no processing whatsoever on the, on the audio. I just put them up as is. So, so you said you found this at, uh, at Podfest? At Podfest, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. There was quite a few, um, audio vendors there. Well, this guy was, uh, backpacking it. So. Oh, he was. Huh? Yeah. And he, it, he was there were that studio in a box. Yes. You looked at too. Yeah. That that's was interesting. Well, he, once you put it, put a headphones on and spoke into a mic in a crowded room, you would have understand why I got kind of excited about it. So, Oh, this other unit that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. The unit that I bought. Yeah. Let's see if I can find a picture of it here. Cause I posted it in, maybe I posted it on Facebook too. Let me look. So I, I heard from the Sure Rep booth that there is a new podcast uh, podcasting device coming from Sure. Oh well, they had to do something because uh, sometime in twenty twenty three, Rhodes so, been eating their lunch. Because I, I, I mean, he wouldn't tell me specifically what what it was, but but he just just he said he said something, something new, said something's new coming is coming right. Yeah, let's see if I can find where I posted this. You know what is going on. God, I hate Facebook. All right. So James is offering to do the uh, oh. post-production oh. on this show. Here, here's, here's the uh, picture of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I saw your Facebook post. Yeah. Right on that. Yeah. That's, that's it. And so um, it's got a, it's got an equalizer built into it. Well, it's, That's it's just got bass and trouble and right. you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not that dynamic, but it, well, I it, mean, that's what a typical mixer has. To me, it sounded like it uh, had a big bottom in it. And I, I'm a big fan of the of the big oh, bottom, Aphex big bottom. Oh, oh, the bass. Yeah, I was I was pretty impressed with this, and you know, it's it's kind of uh, if you look at it, it's definitely steampunk to a certain extent because it, right, there's it's got that angles to it, and, and it do, and right. it doesn't have a you know you can see inside it's electronics and everything. So, uh, but not inexpensive, two ninety nine. But it was enough for me to be impressed enough with it that I said, okay, I'm going to buy one and bring one home. So again, I got unit nine and a voiceover person that I know very, very well has, has a unit as well. One that was early. So he's put pretty, he's been put pretty smart tech into this. So, and it does, you, I've got my SMB seven, my other SMB seven plugged into this without a cloud lifter and it does just fine. Which so. is actually formerly my SM7B. Right. right that's right. But Your former SMB7. Yep. That we did a swap on. What did I send you? An SM something, right? No, you, uh, it's that microphone that's up on the shelf uh, behind me up there. It's the MV7. Oh, so we, yep, yep, yep. So we we did so a I sent little, you my we did a horse trade or something. I can't right, remember exactly. I yep. sent you my SM7B. I think uh, you, uh, you got the better end of the deal. Oh, did I? I don't. <laughs> well. Well, but my, my SM7B is like, I think I bought it in 2009, so it's pretty old. Yeah. So, but it, just it, like this one, this one's been around since 2009. So, 
anyway, oh. we're talking geeky stuff here. But anyway, that was the, um, I just, I just, I really liked this, um, this device and wish the inventor luck. He's invested his own money in his own design. And I, I mm -hmm. warned him, I said, listen, I said, don't, uh, he's having part of it assembled overseas, but he brings in, does the final assembly here in the United States. And I said, if, if they figure out what other chips you're using on and you'll see this in Alibaba in six months, you know, someone will be selling some, <laughs> some Chinese person will be selling it. So. Hey Todd, have you heard the, the latest um, news on, or the latest goings on with South by Southwest coming up here in, in March, but I guess there's a podcasting stage at the event this year. And I guess, uh, sure is the stage sponsor. Hmm. And I guess, uh, sounds profitable is going to be doing some stuff and, um, on, on stage, I guess at, at that event. And that's usually a huge event. So there's, there, there appears to be quite a bit of buzz in the industry right, right now about things that are going on at South by as, as it relates to podcasting. So I don't know if others have heard the same, but, uh, you know, podcasting at South by I've, I've moderated and put on panels at South by Southwest um, many years ago, back when I was working for Microsoft, and and I did that um, back in those days. But it, they've been slowly bubbling up with more and more sessions um, on the podcasting medium. But it but it looks like it's kind of get growing right now. So hmm. so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I just saw a uh, John Spurlock put out a top podcast tracking services by new episode share. Podtrack number one, Chartable number two, AdWiz number three, Podcorn number four, Podsots number five, and Blueberry number six. And then uh, a whole bunch of other people below that. So, yes, we do have a redirect over at Blueberry that you can use. Yeah. But don't have to host with us. So I just yeah. saw this up there. And apparently there's something going on with my splits. I got to figure out what's going on there too. So something happened. I must not have something entered correctly. Because I tried to send, I, for every donation we get to this show, I'm sending Podcast Index a 1% split from this show. Yeah, I thought it was um, funny, the quote in Pod News from the Spotify CEO saying, I got carried away about podcasting, I guess. He got what? Oh, he got carried away? Yeah, he got carried away with something that he either said or the company did with podcasts. Well, they spent they spent an incredible amount of money. Yeah. They were spending money like a yeah. drunk sailor. Uh, well, a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, it goes back many years. It isn't like just something well, they well, just did. But, well, you know, they yeah. they bought they you know they they shot their you know they bought uh, well, Wondery. They very very shaky entry into the podcast medium, as we both know. <laughs> I mean, it was painful well like i said you know right the clock's ticking on that so you re you reap what you is that what's what's the word how do you say that you reap you sow what you reap <laughs> you reap what you sow you know and and here's the funny thing about the the anchor acquisition we go way way back they were they were they had they were out they were out of money Everything oh, I've been yeah, told, right they, they they had got acquired by Spotify. They were about to go out of business. Yeah, they had like two weeks left of runway. That's all they had left. At least that's the rumor. That's the rumor. That's right. what we were I don't told. Know if it was really true, but yeah. But you know, so well, you know, you buy something that is just like 
it's you know in the red you know well it it saved the investors from losing their shorts and a lot of the <laughs> other companies that were purchased by Spotify well, at the same you know, time it, were conveniently with the same VC investors. Right. So it was like investors kinda, taking care of investors, you know. It's, so you, it's amazing how that works out. I wish I yeah. I wish I had some investor friends like that. Yeah. You know, well, $117 million for Blueberry sold. Right. Right. <laughs> so. You know, come with that kind of money. I wouldn't stay for three years for that kind of an exit. <laughs> yeah, so there's still some investment money going into podcasting. I saw yeah, that the not podcast much. production company over in the UK called Novell. Yeah, um, which um, they those folks re- recruited uh, Julie Shapiro from PRX probably like six months ago um, to to work for them. Um, so. So they got like six point two million uh, in U.S. dollars in a Series A investment round. So I've talked to those folks before. They're into really high, high quality productions, kind of like a Wondery type of a company. Well, I, you know, it's those types of outfits. I I would think that is extremely high risk at this point, because. I think they have to be a little more cost conscious on their productions, you, probably more than they were six months ago. You look at a. Podbean, a blueberry, you know, we're, we're cash positive, you know, and I'm assuming Podbean is assuming they're, they're cash positive. Um, Libsyn, I don't know about right now, but you know, I think there's been a lot of investment there too. Yeah. So they've, you know, they've got some, uh, crazy financials. I'm sure, you know, some interest payments are due and some things like that. If they did any, you know, if they didn't buy it all in cash, which I don't think they did. So, you know, you, you've got to, you, you've got to make bank and, uh, you got to have a viable business right now. If you don't have a viable business, right. I think you're going to be in trouble. I, I was looking at a business earlier this week that came to me and, um, I looked at the demo and walked through the platform and about three quarters of it. I already had everything that was on that platform. And, yeah. um, so people are looking to make exits and if they don't make exits, then they're going to pull the plug on things if they're not making a lot of money. So these businesses that have um, decided that close to free is a business model are probably going to be in big trouble because mm-hmm. the roosters are coming home to roost. Um, it's, it's, you know, you, 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 when you're running a, an operation, you know, there is a, thank God I ha, I have a very conservative CFO, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably would have done things a little different. We wouldn't exist, but my CFO has been very financially prudent in making sure that uh, we don't spend more than we bring in. And we have a little bit of a nest egg to, to fall back on if something goes sideways. So it's not massive, but in case. You know, and I, I, I don't know if companies have that much, have that much, uh, runway. So time will tell. Yeah. Todd, there's a quote in, uh, pod news in, in, in relation to the Spotify CEO, you know, uh, and the kind of enthusiastic investment in the podcasting space might be a nice way of saying it. Um, it, this quote from a 
it looks like an investment partner yeah. or, an, or a, an analyst. It, well, it could be an analyst. I'm not quite sure if it's a, if it's a VC or it, it it's from, uh, it's called light shelled, uh, partners and says investors remain skeptical that podcasting is a good business <laughs> and that, and that it has meaningfully moved the needle for Spotify. It has not. Can you help them understand why you believe in the investment to date, especially in the context of your recent management changes? <laughs> so th there's been a big shuffle of um, staff at Spotify it, as well. If you are solely in the business to make profit from advertising, if that's your number one revenue stream, where it's 90 to 95% of your business model and you are creating content and trying to create hits, right? you're screwed. Well, Todd, I think you have to back up and you have to look at this from a historical perspective. Um, we've seen this before. I mean, th yeah. this kind of CPMs and yeah, I, I, we've right. seen it before. But exactly. still, if you are purely... If you're a one-trick pony. Yeah, but but in the past, let's be frank about it, there has never been a Spotify oh, it's in true. the past. That's true. So they're, they're definitely a unicorn in the 18, 19 years of this medium uh, where they, they just kind of went crazy with investment in this medium uh, when there really isn't any rational, I don't think any rational reason for them to have gone to such an extreme. I mean, if you look at, if, if you're really knowledgeable about the history and the progression of this medium, you would remain rather, um, modest, not when overly enthusiastic. I sent an, <laughs> I sent an email to some Spotify people when they were still talking right. to us underlings. And it was right after the anchor purpose. And I said, who in the beep, advised you on this purchase that that was, I said, you guys got took to the cleaners and. Well, they obviously don't understand the history of this medium is that it's not a commercial medium. Well, it was, it was, it was trying to force the issue on a medium that really doesn't want to be that commercial. So, so um, I think we've really forced it. I, I had, I had industry. Right. I, I had a conversation with um, someone I really respect is relatively new in the space. I'll be careful here because I'll, I'll, I'll reveal it. Mm -hmm. And I'll say they were having some of the same challenges that I had with podcasters years and years and years ago where mm -hmm. an ad deal comes in, there is negotiation. You put a package together. The media buyer then tries to cherry pick shows or when they get ready to execute on a campaign and the um, podcaster says, oh, I, I'm, I'm going on vacation for the next four weeks or they do a bad host read or a whole various of factors. Um, that individual says, I'm going to have to turn into what I had to turn into with doing ad deals with content creators, I had to turn into a hammer. I had to come in and be not a nice person 
to individuals that were running ad deals and weren't executing them correctly or missing episodes and say, listen, you know, you are under contract, but I understand that you want to go on vacation, but you know, you owe me four episodes in February. And if you don't deliver them, I'm going to take you off the ad deal. I'm going to find another show to replace you with, and you're not getting another ad deal that I experienced for many, many years. That individual is having the same challenges today with ad deals that they're running with a group of content creators that they're doing. Nothing has changed. There's a, there is 50% of podcasters don't care about making money. Right. 35% think they want to make money. 15% want to and will execute with vigor. The other 35%, when you get them on ad deals, you have to hold their hand, smack their hand, threaten them, and be mean. And I got sick of it. And and we were seeing in the research coming out of Edison that there was the beginnings of pushback from the audience because of over-commercialization. Too. But not necessarily – but that was – Again, these are talking about shows that are new to advertising, that are running new host-endorsed right. ads, that are just not following instructions, not doing what they're supposed to do. And if you're doing that day in and day out and having to run yeah. people down, that is bad for your psychic. That just sucks. The, that's why I have no more hair. Sucks the life out of you. And you're dealing with media buyers that are complaining and wanting uh, make goods and all this other stuff. It sucks your soul to death. Right. So yeah. this is why I go back to what we're doing now. We have listeners engaging with the content right now, contributing to the show, sending us sats by the minute as they're listening to the show. They're sending donations this way Ooh. right there. There's another one, 22,222. Does Rob maybe have sample rate mismatch? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't, it's all being recorded. It's all being recorded master here. So I don't know, Rob, what's going on. I'm going to have to go back and listen. <laughs> so maybe it's it just, fine on my maybe here. it's your internal hertz know. rate needs to be increased. <laughs> Hertz rate? I don't even think that's an adjustment. That's your internal clock, Rob. I'm telling you, you know, my my internal clock. Yeah, you need you need a Red Bull. (laughs) Uh, Speaking too slowly now. I don't know. But but going back to this, I don't. When someone comes to me now with a host endorsed ad red deals and we want a bunch of podcasters, I just go. It's just like it sucked the and, and and I'll be honest with you, I've raised the amount of money. So how much are you willing to spend? And here's the number. I've set a number. It makes it worth my continued hair loss to be able to do a host ready. And if they don't have that budget, I'm like, yeah, go talk to podcasters individually. It's not worth my time, not worth my heartache, not worth the badgering content creators, battling over who's gonna be on an ad buy. When we're ready to host endorse ad deals, I will hire two or three people and I'll say, go do that. That's your job. Don't ever talk to me about it ever again. <laughs> you know, make the deals and make them happen. Um, 
And it's so funny because this individual, I said, you're telling me everything I've heard. I've heard this same heartache and angst and challenges come this. I said, if eight years ago, I could have said exactly the same thing you're telling me to you. And I, I just shook my hand. I'm like, yep, I understand. I understand completely. I understand your challenges. I understand your heartache. I understand your headache. And that's why now, today, I do two different splits on ad deals. I have those that will execute and don't need to be handheld on a 30% commission and those that don't 50 because it's I'm going to have an extra 20% of time spent dealing with them. Adam says, YouTube sound is good, so that means it's the audio stream only and likely not on Rob's end. Oh, that's curious. Hmm. The output is coming from the mixer into the tape out. I'll have to, oh, here we go. Yeah, this is, this is what we want. Adam, this, I'm going to play something here. Was that Adam Curry? Yeah, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Here we go. Yeah. Baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. There we go. There's the big baller. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, no, it came across a little loud. Let's let's turn it down a little bit. We'll do it again. Baller, shot caller, 20-inch blades on the Impala. <laughs> um. So yeah, Adam said that the YouTube sounds good. It's just the audio stream that's off. So I will investigate the audio stream. So the audio stream is the one that's going into the lit tag, right? Right. And it's being going out a shoutcast server. So maybe there is something there. Maybe I have something screwed up on the settings. Maybe I have a, if I sound good though, you should sound good because it's going through the same chain and coming out of a tape out going into the, into the laptop that's doing the shoutcast, but I will, I will investigate. Okay. Rob, we have made it to the end. We did. We did. And, and you know, I have to just say, plenty that, to talk about. There's still more. There's but, still more, but, uh, did we, did we touch a nerve with anybody today? That's <laughs> listening, uh, not on demand or listening on demand later. Um, I think we could have, multiple areas but is, that's 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 the job of the show this is what yeah, we do and so. i i didn't feel like i had to wear a bulletproof vest at podfest so i felt pretty safe <laughs> um yeah but i know i you know if you're doing media buys i know i've touched a nerve with you the last five minutes this is much yeah. this is much more easy it's much more fun to get ten thousand and one sats and get the big baller uh donation uh audio file so well, Todd, I've I've wondered for the last couple of years is is traditional type advertising going away? It's and still supporting my tech show, thank God. I know. I I get it, but I just wonder if there is isn't a better model. Uh I think for it's the, on the horizon. Rob, Rob, have you I been know. have you been listening? I know, totally. <laughs> the well, better no, model is the right that I'm here. No, that's the point I'm trying to make is that maybe this this relationship um, model around you know a shared ding 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 ding
So <laughs> these sats um, get shared with the listening platform too. It right? gets so a small percentage. So Blueberry Blueberry is taking three percent for anyone that uses it on Blueberry as a fee. Uh, I personally have set up a 1% split to Podcast Index so that Podcast Index, now Fountain, they have a fee as well. So this all goes to the ecosystem. That's the key here. This is is where the participants help Fountain and Casamatic and Podverse be able to get a, a modicum. They have a fiat. Basically, you can sign up for five bucks a month. And I do, I give them regular dollars every month, but also when people send money through Fountain or any of these uh, apps, they get a percentage of this piece too. So PowerPress has been free for years. And we're implementing this for people that do not host with Blueberry, that make absolutely no money. They've never had to pay a penny for anything we've done with the plugin and the plugin costs me a lot of dev hours every year. And of course we have this primarily for our hosting customers, but this is the first time we're ever going to potentially earn a little bit of money for their utilization of the plugin to implement value for value. Mm-hmm. And um, we made a mistake when we released it. We didn't state that in the, um, information. So now we've got it. Matter of fact, I need to double check the release today, make sure that messaging clearly went in there that we're doing a 3% fee to, to use that. So uh, maybe I'll change that later. Maybe I'll lower it to 1%. I don't know. We just, we're going to have to see where it, where it falls out. Maybe I got too greedy. And, um, but my, if what I, what I'd really like to do, if it was a blueberry customer, reduce it to 1%. If they're not a blueberry customer, raise it to three, but I don't have a way to to switch the value right now based upon their status in the app. So maybe it's in the probably future. not not a model that's going to replace some form of advertising. Um, it could for small shows. It could, but oh yeah, for small shows definitely. Absolutely, and, I think I think it'll do better. Shows is this something that's going to work um, at scale? Is it is an interesting question. Big shows, uh, I. <laughs> it but could, could I, do that. I think it will do very, 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 very well. I think big shows, if they adopt this, but here's the kicker value for value. Did we provide you value today by listening to this podcast? If we provided value today and this was educational and you got something out of this and you were educated and it was worth something to you, mm-hmm. then send us value back. And it might've been two minutes of our conversation today that was something that gave the listener a value. If I gave, if we gave you value, made you go, huh, then throw us 10,000 sats or a hundred thousand, whatever the value is, or a thousand dollars. What that's the value is when, and again, Adam and Dave and everyone's listening right now, go listen to no agenda. Go listen to the no agenda podcast. That's podcast in the universe. They and listen to podcast, but listen to what Dave and and John C. DeVore have done on on No Agenda. And when you listen for five episodes, just go listen for five episodes. That's 15 hours. It'll be the best 15 hour investment you will ever make in your show to understand this value for value model because no one, they do it better. They, They invented it. 
So what we're replicating here is we're giving every content creator the, the ability to do what Dave and John has done. They get fiat funds now, and they also get Satoshis. And they can Which convert... And they can convert to to fractional Bitcoin, and they so. can they can cash those satoshis out daily, weekly, and Adam's got more stuff coming on that. So I'm preaching to the choir here. The, all of you that are listening, you guys should be like clamoring for this. If you're not clamoring for this, then tell me to shut up. But I'm not going to shut up. We have fifteen thousand plus podcasters that listen to this show. You're hosted all over the place. We've got 15,000 podcasters that listen to the show that also work at different companies that listen and don't tell us they ever listen, except when we're together and you say something, I go, oh, you listen to the show, but you've never emailed the show. Mm -hmm. If I'm excited about this, I've been in this space a long time. I'm having more fun now than I've ever had. And it's not just value for value. It's, 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 the, it's credits. It's location. It's lock. It's transcripts. It's all this stuff. What's the lit tag trying to and lit? push that? So that, that lit tag will work with live YouTube streams too, right? Uh, we or need to, it? now that we've got this in, embedded into Blueberry and to PowerPress, now I can set up a separate channel and experiment. I'll, I'll actually use the video channel of Geek News Central to play with the live video piece to see if we can get that to work. I think what it is, you have to provide an endpoint. I can do that through um, Wowza. I can provide an endpoint, which should work. So probably on the next new media show, we will, because I've got two channels here on this one too, so I can set up a second channel, one being video, one being audio. And we'll see, we'll experiment with this to get video working. Um, it's yeah, it's got a ways to I go. I need to send you my my login credentials for the creator's um, suite uh, for LinkedIn, don't I? I mean, is that yeah. something that we, yeah. we can add? We can. Okay, so we can Actually, add we can just do a screen share at some point. We can, all I need is the RTMP endpoint to send right. to. You don't have to give me a login, I don't think, as long as it can well, kick it automatically. But anyway, right. we can we can add LinkedIn. So yeah, I think it'd be great to add that platform because that that is definitely the appropriate platform for this show. Um, so I haven't just cre I haven't switched my LinkedIn profile to creator. I've been hesitant because I don't know what it does. It didn't to, really change much for, yeah. for me. It just gave me more choices on things that I could do. So I don't know if I read this or not. Twenty two twenty two Sats Row of Ducks. Lit is an exciting new format of live audio and instant feedback with Boost Grams. You are leading the revolution. Podcasting was an evolution. This is a revolution. Oh really? Right. Wow. That's a rare <laughs> event in the podcasting space to have a revolution. That happened when Adam Curry was launching this, but I, Well, I I even then I called hard, it I called it an evolution. I never used the word revolution cuz you know, I might end up on right. the no-fly list somewhere. Right. So let's <laughs> be careful of that, right? Use the word revolution, you could, all of a sudden you're like check into a uh, Mr. Cochran, uh, we step aside, um, please. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Cochran, can you put your hands behind your back? That's right. Yes. Yeah. We can need to yes. question you over here and give you a TSA uh, right. probing of some sort or right. another. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for the fun lit and live today. We've been exciting. I will be on uh, Podcasting 2.0 with uh, 
with Mike Dell this coming Friday. So if you guys want to, you know, hear more about this, subscribe to the Podcasting 2.0 show and we're going to, I don't know, we're going to get interrogated by uh, Adam and Dave and uh, <laughs> what we've been doing. So uh, we want you to come over there and boost back when we're live. So get a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com and come listen live on Friday. All right, Rob. Um, I can be found um, on Twitter at Rob Greenley, and uh, you can send me an email, robg at uh, podbean.com. Uh, I do have a website, uh, robgreenley.com as well, but I'm on all the other social apps too. So if you need to get a hold of me, that's that actually works. So and, and I and I have to do a little fun here at the end. Someone at Libsyn told me to slow the beep down on our dev. Nah, 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 nah. Who's that? <laughs> so, no, we're not going to slow it, down. They're making them uh, look bad, right? Is that what you're saying? No, I just, you know, it was a little fun conversation with somebody, but no, we're not slowing. We're not slowing down. Uh, afterburners. <laughs> right, yeah, I can imagine oh. that might have said, said that. All right. right. Yeah. Everybody, see you later. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye.